jump into this. Let's jump into the world. That's all free. I just wanted to share you. We had a good time in Oregon, but, uh, but that's one thing I walked away with. Besides the amazing things that God did, that's something I really walked away with. What are we tripping on? <laughs> well, praise the Lord. All right, Father, help me. I uh, pray that I didn't freak anybody out with any of that. And uh, I pray, though, that we were able to see and to hear and just understand, Father, exactly uh, what it is your plan and your purpose is. God, there was a woman at a well one time when you were up there and you asked her to get you something to drink. And it turned out she had been living with five different people in, at, at her life, married to five different people. The one she was with now wasn't even her husband. Hurting humanity, God. Father, there was a woman with an issue of blood walking through a crowd. And by according to the law, she should have not been in that crowd. Shouldn't have touched you. But one touch of your garment, Father God, she was healed through Jesus. We appreciate that. So God, I pray that we begin to get our mind off of our, our seemingly smaller issues and begin to realize, God, there's a bigger, bigger world out there and there's a lot of hurting people. And so may, Father God, we forgive. May we overcome. May we move on. May we love, according to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. May we love Father God, and pay no attention to his suffered wrong. May we forgive them, even if they were 100% wrong, God. May we be the mature ones in love and forgive and go on and fulfill destiny, I pray in Jesus' name. Help me to preach this word tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. So what I want to talk about tonight is uh, I want to give you a little more detail. Typically, in a good evangelist message, when I talk about the Holy Ghost and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is I'll get up there and I'll get to preaching and we'll have the music going and we'll get there and we'll see people get filled with the Holy Ghost. But I want to do more of a teaching to give you some knowledge, to give you some understanding on what it means to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay, thank you for that one amen. You got the, got the, the dinner ready because it's about time to go here. Just kidding. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn over to Luke chapter 11. Let me kind of lighten this up for you a little bit. I know I just threw some heavy stuff at you. But this thing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus gave us an opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit as a um, post-salvation blessing, really. And what happens is a person that's born again on their way to heaven loves Jesus, believes in Jesus, believes that he's the Son of God, has faith in what he's done, uh, there's, a, there's an event that's subsequent to salvation, and it's called being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's called being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And there, there are many misconstrued, construed, that's a good word, misconstrued views on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and even on speaking in tongues. See, sometimes people have made speaking in tongues just very weird, okay? And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope by this message to try to unweird it for you. And try to just make it super normal and let you understand this is, this is just a part of who we are as Christians. And I'm going to explain some things and show you some scripture to hopefully give you a good scriptural understanding of what it means to speak in tongues, what it means to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Like I said, I can preach this message evangelistically when I'm on the road and, and when I get out there and, and we preach and we'll see people filled with the Holy Ghost and it's good to have the music and the organ and all that stuff going and, and we'll get them you know, in a, into a good, good atmosphere and people get filled. It's awesome. But sometimes they walk away not really knowing what happened, they just know something happened. And that's cool because God's big enough to teach them, but here on Sunday nights, I typically, uh, that, that teaching anointing is upon me, and so I want to really just teach what it means to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. So, there's many misconstrued views on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, but we must realize that being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, is a vital part of the believer's lives. 
it is absolutely necessary for every believer. Amen. Preach, Zachary. Testify. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Or are you phone? Are you with me? Okay. <laughs> Tongues is not a scary thing. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a scary thing. The devil doesn't give you the Holy Ghost. Let's go ahead and knock that one out of the air. The devil does not give you tongues. Amen. It's holy. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is holy. Hence, Holy Spirit. <laughs> and it's from God. So let's allow the Word of God to show us. Let's allow the Word of God to teach us truly what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, truly what it means to be filled with the Spirit, truly what it means to speak in tongues. Let's read here in Luke chapter 11. And let's see how the Holy Spirit is available to those who ask. We're going to read all the way down to verse 14. Here it is, Jesus speaking. He says, if a, son, if a son will ask bread of any of you that's a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he, give him, uh, will he for a fish give him a serpent? And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he makes intercession. Whoa, that's Romans 8. That's totally not the scripture we're going. Let me just read in my Bible. You got me on that one. Oh, okay. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13. If you then being evil, now what that word evil means, just natural, like just, just bad people. Like if you, you know, want to punch somebody in the face one day and then praise the Lord the next, like most typical human beings, right? If you just being an a, a evil person, a natural human, know how to give good gifts into your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the what? Amen. The Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So guys, right here we see, according to the word, according to Jesus Christ, he says that if you, being a natural, natural, natural person, an evil person, Jesus said, can give good gifts unto your children, how much more will the Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him to give them to you? So how do you get the Holy Ghost? You just ask. Super simple. Father, I would like the Holy Spirit. I'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's like, okay. Done deal. So simple. We make things so complicated. All right, let's see some more scripture. Acts chapter 1. Go over there. Let's see what, what Jesus says here. As he gave the command, he's about to go to heaven. He's about to go on back to the Father. And uh, here he gives a command to the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Verse uh, let's start in verse 4 of chapter 1 of the book of Acts. He says, And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, or tarry, which saith he, You have heard of me, verse uh, 5, for John truly baptized with water. Y'all know John the Baptist. He baptized them with water. But you will be. Remember that word shall is the strongest word in the King James Version of the Bible? Why is that? Because if it says shall, you can guarantee it's going to happen, right? But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel, verse 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put into his own power, verse 8. But, verse 8, look at this. You, there it is again, shall, y'all still with me? Receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost. 
<laughs> is come upon you, and you will be witnesses. That word witnesses, if you look it up, means martyr. It means one that, that gives his life, basically. Will be witnesses unto both me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So, stop right there in verse 8. What causes us to be a witness, basically, into the whole world? Number one, being filled with the Holy Ghost. So you want to be a more, a more effective witness? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Some would say that you have to tarry to get the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm just tarrying. I'm just waiting for the Holy Ghost. One day, as, as God sees fit, I'm just, you know, as He sees fit, He's going to give it to me. Well, well, that's not all accurate. The Bible told, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus told the disciples to tarry. And they use this scripture that I just read, you know, we're going to tarry until the Holy Ghost gives it to us. We're going to tarry, tarry, tarry. But, but that scripture is not accurate in tarrying. Because if that scripture would write, was, was right that we had to tarry to get the Holy Ghost, then they would have to have been a part of this group of disciples. Because Jesus was talking to that group at that time, at that season. And I'm going to give you some more scriptures. So the whole, I'm just tearing and I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. That was, that was a good doctrine for that, that group, the disciples. But now, and I'll show you some scripture here in a moment, it's available to anyone who asks and receives. So that whole tearing thing, guys, that, that's not accurately uh, biblical. It's accurately biblical for that group at that time when Jesus told them. Okay. All we have to do is receive him. Once the Holy Spirit came upon those disciples, right? They had power and they became witnesses, a.k.a. martyrs, to the whole earth. Now let's flip over the next chapter. Y'all still with me? I know it's a teaching and I'm getting you a lot of information, but I want you to walk away from this message tonight saying, Oh, that's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's what it means to speak in tongues. Oh, Tongues isn't weird. We're not the weird Christians. Oh, tongues is totally normal and absolutely biblical. Matter of fact, I hope all of you, by the end of the night, will become all tongue-talking Christians. And you apply it in your life every day of your life. You speak in tongues every day of your life. And you see your life go to a whole new level. Woo! Don't get me started on talking in tongues because I like it. Because <laughs> it helps. All right, so Acts <laughs> chapter 2. Let me read 11 verses. Here it goes. So they were waiting, they're tarrying, they're hanging out in Jerusalem, and the day of Pentecost was fully come. They're all with one place in one accord. And suddenly there came, from, uh, came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I want you to notice something. It wasn't a rushing mighty wind. It was a sound that sounded like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to what? Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to notice something. Go back to verse 4, please. After they were filled, what immediately began to happen? They spoke in tongues. You guys with me? Come on, class. Come on, class. Stay with me. Do I need to get you some coffee? He said, yeah, I saw one hand in the back. Get me some too, please. He says they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and immediately after they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, verse 5. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation, under heaven. 6. 
Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own, what? Language. So keep in mind, they were speaking in tongues in verse 4, but in verse 6 the Bible says that the people were, were confounded. Zachary Bigley translation, they were kind of freaking out, man. Why? Because every person, every man, heard them speak in their own language. That means if you were in Jerusalem and you were from Mexico, you would have heard them speak in Spanish. If you were in Jerusalem and you were from Russia, you would have heard them speaking Russian. They heard them speak in his own language. It wasn't weird, man. It was a known language at the time. And they were speaking it as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Okay, verse uh, 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Be like if they were in Alabama. Wait a minute, aren't these all bunch of folks down there from Alabama, down there in Prattville? How are they speaking Russian and Chinese and Arabic? How, how are they doing all that, man? I, I, went, to, I went to Prattville High with him back in 68. Okay, you get my point. Verse 8. And how hear we every man in our own, in our own, in our own tongue wherein we were born? Verse 9. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia. Verse 10. Uh, all those other places. Okay, verse 11. And those places. But look at the last part. Crete, Cretes and Ar uh, uh, Arabians. Thank you. We do hear them speak in our tongues. The wonderful, y'all with me? Works of God. Now here's what I want to show you something out of these verses right here. Check this out. Go back to verse 4. Put verse 4 up, please. Look at this. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That word tongues right there, verse 4, you see right there, tongues? That word right there means languages. So think about this. When they say, oh, that, that, that's that speaking in tongues, church. All tongues means is languages. So when I go preach and when I start to, to share this with youth and younger people, I often interchange that word tongues because it's got kind of a weird thing with people. Tongues! Right? It, it, people make it weird because people have done weird stuff with tongues. But tongues ain't weird. All tongues means is languages. So let's read it like this. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other languages. It's totally normal. And then look at, go, pull up verse 6, would you? Pull up verse 6. Look at this. And it says here, Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. That word language right there, it means dialect. Think about this in America. Down here in the south, boy, we talk down southern. Boy, I tell you what, y'all, and fitting too, and I reckon so. But you go up to the northeast and it's like, Hey, man, forget about it. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go park the car over there by the thing. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. Hey, it's all English, but it's two different dialects. You go away on the West Coast, and sometimes you see, like, the surfer dude. He's like, hey, totally gnarly, dude. I mean, bro, it was awesome, man. We were catching the waves, man. All English, different dialects. You go to India, from what I understand, never been there, but what I've heard is they got all kinds of different dialects within their language. So here you got these people being confounded because every man heard them speak in their own dialect. And that's so fascinating to me because God is so detailed with his supernatural gifting of tongues. 
or languages and the filling of the Holy Spirit that he is so cool and so smart that not only does he give you a new language, he gives you a specific dialect <laughs> that really, really details things out. That's how cool God is. Now pull up verse 11, and what are we saying when we speak in tongues? What are the things? What are the words that are coming out of my mouth? What are we saying? Cretes and Arabians, or however you say that word. Here's what they're saying. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So when they're speaking in that language, in that dialect, what were they saying? Help me out, church. They were declaring or speaking the wonderful works of God. Wow. Man, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, the Lord is the great I am. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. I'm just, you know, assuming maybe that's what they were saying. But just declaring the works of God. He split the Red Sea for Moses and he'll do it again for you. Who knows what they were preaching, man, but I bet it was awesome. Right? They were speaking in a language that they had not learned. They were Galileans, the Bible talks about. They were assuming, aren't these a bunch of Galileans? How do we hear them speak in our own language? Guys, tongues, and I'm going to use some good southern vernacular for you. Tongues ain't weird. Let's go over to Acts chapter 2. Check this out. Tongues will help you. Oh my goodness, speaking in tongues, being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've been struggling with your Christian walk, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, flat out. You go to a whole new level. You'll go to a whole new level, I promise you. Verse 44 through 46, check this out. It says, while Peter yet spoke these words, so Peter's preaching to a bunch of, uh, what was he, who was he preaching? To, to a bunch of Gentiles. So, so it's not just for the Jews. All of a sudden, he's preaching to a bunch of Gentiles, a bunch of non-Jewish people. And while Peter yet spoke these words, here's what happened. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Oh, I long, I hope, I pray, God, please do that one time when I preach. Oh, I want to be preaching one time. And all of a sudden, people just start getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, I hope it happens tonight. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. So that tells me something as a preacher, that when I preach the word, the Holy Ghost... What's that tell me? Follows the hearing of the word. The Holy Ghost, and I don't, I don't got time to get into it night, tonight, but the Holy Ghost actually only says, he only, anytime he, you hear the Holy Spirit speak, it always is pointing back to Jesus. So the word is Jesus, right? We understand that according to Scripture. Anytime the word is preached, anytime Jesus is heard, the Holy Spirit's like, <laughs> now is my time. Over to God. Look at verse 45. And they of the circumcision, meaning those of covenant with God, which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the what? The gift. So it's not anything you earn. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Verse 46. For they heard them, here it is again, speak with languages and magnify God. Then answered Peter. We won't get into what he answered them. So we see here that the, Jesus said, uh, he said, if you want the Holy Ghost, all you got to do is ask. 
He commanded the disciples to hang out and said, look, hang out here. The Holy Ghost is coming. Well, he finally came so they don't have to hang out no more. Amen. And all of a sudden, here in verse, 11, uh, verse uh, chapter 10, we see that not only did the Jews get it, but now the Gentiles got it. And now let's look at verse chapter 19. Let's see something else. I'm giving you ample scripture tonight, ammunition tonight, to take to the bank. And if anybody says, that tongue stuff is of the devil, that tongue stuff's gone away, I'm giving you more than enough scripture to base your faith upon tonight. Amen? Acts 19, verse 1, let's start, let's start reading. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed to the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, can you say certain disciples? He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Question mark. And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. What? Paul the Apostle, the Bible says, he found certain disciples. Disciples meaning disciplined ones. And he says this, he says, Man, have you guys received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Almost as if, Guys, you believe, why have you not received the Holy Ghost yet? It, it, it's, a, it's a valid question that Paul's asking here. He's saying, uh, so you're a believer, next step, get filled with the Holy Ghost. It shouldn't be, well, I'm not ready for that. No, 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 if you're saved, the next option is getting filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> why would you not? I mean, the, 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 the disciples did it. The Gentiles got it. Paul's asking these disciples, since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? They didn't even hear about the Holy Ghost. Here's my next question. What preacher didn't do their job? Verse 2, verse 3. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? This under the John's baptism, which was a baptism of repentance. Verse 4. And he said he baptized with the prince and saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is Jesus Christ. So basically John preached Jesus, verse 5. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Boom, they're saved. Look at what happens next, verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, that's another, another thing you want to know. Sometimes people get filled, they just receive sitting in their seat. Sometimes uh, the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes to the minister or a person, a believer, laying their hands on that person. Both are scriptural. And he says, because when I teach you guys, let me, let me pause for a minute. When I teach you guys, I don't want you just to take things I say. I want you to have scripture to back up what I'm telling you. You understand what I'm saying? I can get up here and say, Mickey Mouse is Lord. And if you just believe me, I'm leading you straight to hell. But if I give you the Bible definition and Bible scripture and says, look, Jesus Christ is the living son of God. He came to the earth. He died on the cross. He was buried in the grave. He rose on the third day. Now he's seated at the right hand of God. And I give you scripture, X, Y, Z, boom, boom, boom. Now you're obligated to either believe me or doubt me. But I've given you the word of God to back me up. That's my authority. So what I preach to you tonight on tongues, on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm not preaching out of my own authority. I'm preaching to you based upon the authority of the word of God. Do you understand? Does that make sense? So at the end of this message, I'm going to give you an opportunity, anybody that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's up to you. No condemnation. You're not going to go to hell if you don't receive the Holy Ghost. You got to be a believer to make it to heaven. But if you don't receive, that's not going to keep you out of heaven of being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not going to keep you out of heaven. But it sure will give you a lot of help here on earth. And my question is, why would you not receive? So my point in bringing that up is when I give you the opportunity here in just a moment, you're either going to either believe what I'm telling you based on the word or you're now faced with doubting the word.
Do, do you see my, my point? Okay. Woo! Shandai! Hey! I love God. All right. So he lays his hands on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. And look at this. So after the Holy Ghost came on them, what happened immediately after that? And they spake with tongues. Comma. Now look what's added on here. And prophesied. Ooh, they went a whole nother level now, baby. I'm telling you, man. Now we see getting filled with the Holy Ghost comes tongues. And now after tongues comes prophecy. So not only are they starting to get filled, not only are they starting to speak with languages and declare the wonderful works of God and magnify God, but now they're beginning to prophesy. And what prophecy is, prophecy really just short and simple means to preach. When I get under the unction of the Holy Ghost, so I can be silly and cut up and have fun and, and, and be cut up. But when the anointing of God comes on me and the Spirit of God comes on me and I begin to prophesy and declare things by the Spirit of God, that's a whole nother Zachary, you understand. It's a whole nother you. And so you got to understand this. When the Holy Ghost came on them, they spoke with tongues and then they prophesied. Now look at uh, the next verse here. And all the men were about twelve. So the Bible says that he found certain disciples, asked them about the Holy Ghost. They got saved. They got filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke with tongues. Then they began to prophesy. There was about 12 of them. So now you got 12 more people filled with the Holy Ghost over there. And I think it was Ephesus. Now let's go look at the Apostle Paul himself. Oh, my gosh. Y'all okay? If I stop now, it'll totally, totally... Not, not get the whole point out. So can, I, can I have a little extra time tonight? If you want to leave, go. But, but if those of you want to stay, let me get this out. Understand if you got somewhere to be. So Acts chapter 9, verse 17 through 20. Let's read this. This is uh, the Apostle Paul. And, and Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, that's before he got his name changed, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as you came, has sent me that you might receive your sight. Because remember, he saw, he saw Jesus and he, he ended up blind. He says, you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So now God's talking to Ananias, saying, go over there to this guy named Saul. Go over there, lay your hands on him that he can see again. But also, I want him to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, prior to this chapter, he just got saved. So it's salvation, Holy Ghost fill him. Look at verse 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forwith and arose and was baptized. Okay, there's verse 18. Now let's look, uh, let's look down in verse 19. And when he had received meat or food, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. And look at verse 20. And straightway, immediately, he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. So Paul, the apostle, not only was saved, but was spirit-filled, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Paul, the apostle, wrote two-thirds, roughly, of the New Testament. There's a connection in that. All right, now let's jump into this tongues thing and we'll get you out of here. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So guys, what happens? Number one, you believe in Jesus. Number two, you get filled with the Holy Ghost. Once you get filled with the Holy Ghost, immediately, uh, post getting filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, according to Scripture, comes in the scene. 
after speaking in tongues comes people beginning to prophesy or begin to preach. Paul the Apostle was one of these. Now look at verse 18 here. Here's Paul the Apostle writing. He says, I thank my God. I speak with tongues or with languages uttered by the Holy Ghost more than you all. Now, is Paul the Apostle a good example to follow? Okay, two of y'all agree with that. I, I'll be the third one. I say he's a good example. Paul said this. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Did he not? And so Paul saying here in verse 18, he says, I thank my God. Talking to the church of Corinth. I thank my God. Right here in the Bible, in the New Testament, I speak with tongues more than you all. What I get out of this right here is that the Apostle Paul was a consistent, I probably would dare to say daily, tongue-talking individual. I speak with tongues more than you all. That's real hard to misinterpret. Okay, go to verse 1, chapter 14. Check this out. So let's look at some biblical definitions of tongues. And now what I'm really want to get into is, is in our private prayer language. Now, it's one thing to speak in tongues in the church, and, and some of you guys have heard me, I'll give a tongue and, and then follow it with an interpretation. That's, that's a gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to focus on tonight, with this remainder of time we got, of our personal, private, by ourselves individual prayer time, not behind a pulpit, not in the church, not in a congregation, your private prayer time. Like Paul, I pray in tongues more than you all. That personal, private prayer time. And I'm going to show you, according to the Word of God, what speaking in tongues does for you. Verse 1, chapter 14. Check this out. He says, pursue love, or follow after love, and desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. Gifts. My question to you, you know, it's a rhetorical question, but are you desiring spiritual gifts? I mean, seriously, God tells us to. He says, desire spiritual gifts. Well, that tongues thing, I, yeah, 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 a little weird. But God says to desire. But rather that you may prophesy. How many of you woke up one morning and said, you know what, man, I, I, I I desire to prophesy today. No, if the Lord wills it. Oh, desire. Desire this stuff, man. I want to read this in the message. It says, go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. Give yourselves to the gifts God gives you. Most of all, try to proclaim his truth. Now, let me read verse 2. It says this, verse 2 on the, on the screen here. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue or in an unknown language... Look at this, speaks not unto men, but unto whom? God. So when we pray in tongues, who are we praying to? Who are we speaking to? God. So if I go up to our sister here on the front row, and I start speaking in tongues, and just go off, and da-da-da-da-da, you know, start speaking in tongues to her, she'll look at me like a, like a cow to Newgate, like, huh? Won't have any understanding. Because if I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not speaking to her. I'm speaking to God. So the Bible tells us, and I'm trying to give you some information here, so when you go home and you start praying in the Spirit, when you start speaking in tongues, you'll understand, you'll have knowledge of what you're doing instead of, uh, oh, that was just a cool experience I had at the altar at church Sunday night. No, 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 no. It's a lifestyle, baby. It's what we do. It's who we are. We speak in tongues. Like Paul. Like Peter. Like John. Man, wow. We're in good company speaking in tongues. Amen? 
He says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but speaks to God. So a person that speaks in tongues speaks to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. You want to know and find out the will of God for your life? I just don't know what to do. You want to know, uh, well, God, what, what, what about this next step? What about this career change? What about this decision? How, how do I know if it's you? You know, if you're kind of unsure about some things, before you make a decision, stop, take a break, get alone, and go pray in tongues. Doing so, number one, you speak directly to God. I think that's a pretty good companion to talk to. And secondly, when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking mysteries. What mysteries do you have in your life? What are some things you just don't quite understand? Pray in tongues. The Bible says in the spirit, you pray or speak for mysteries. If you say, this Bible, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I get tired when I read it. It's boring. It's just, ugh. Okay, here's something to help you with that. Before you read next time, and you're a spirit-filled believer, Start just, just by yourself. I'm talking about you, private prayer time. You're by yourself. Just speak in tongues. You don't got to get weird. You don't got to shake and all that stuff. You just sit there quietly. Pray in tongues. Speak in tongues before you read. And then watch how alive this Bible comes to you. It's quiet in this Holy Ghost church. Okay, let's skip to verse 4. Check this out, verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, or in, in, in that language by the Holy Ghost, the Bible says edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. So if I get up here and I start prophesying and I start saying, thus saith the Lord, God this, that, and the other thing, and I start prophesying a word from the Lord, that makes you feel strong. Edify just means to build up. It means to build up. It's like you build a wall, an edifice. It's, it's just building something up, making something stronger, right? So when I prophesy to you or when I preach the word, I'm building you up. What I'm doing right now is I'm building you up. But when I speak in tongues, I build myself up. My God, David uh, was facing a really horrible situation and his own men were wanting to kill him. Now, I ain't saying he spoke in tongues, but the Bible says he had to encourage himself. Well, the way we can encourage ourselves or build ourselves up, if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lonely, my God, shut the door. Turn on some praise and worship music. Lift your hands and start praying in the Spirit. Start speaking in a language that God gives you by the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, you'll edify yourself. You'll come out that place feeling like Superman or Superwoman, whatever you want. Why? Because praying in tongues edifies yourself. If I was to go off and start speaking in tongues right now, woo-wee, I'd feel great. But y'all be like, huh? Because it don't do nothing for you. Speaking in tongues is for me. That's what it says. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds himself up. My God, this message should make us all want to go home and just speak in tongues. Verse 14, let's skip on over to verse 14. Check this out. I'll get you out of here in just a moment. Verse 14, chapter 14, verse 14. He's pulling it up, and boom. Here we just, no, that's 18. Four, uh, keep going back down. Three more. All right, let me just read it. Here we go. And he's going to get it as soon as I pull up. Uh, 
14. Okay, let me just read it. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Now stay with me, guys. You are a triune being. You, you, the real you is your spirit, man. Okay? The real you is your spirit, your inner man, the spirit that lives on the inside of you. That's the real you. You have a mind, right? You possess a mind which consists of your, your will, your emotions, it's your personality, right? Your mind. And you live in this body. This body will one day return back to dust. My dad, when he died, we cremated him. I got some ashes. I mean, his body is gone. We dumped it in this, this lake. Bye-bye body. Right? But his spirit lives forevermore. Thank God he was saved. You understand? And the Bible talks about your spirit and your soul are so, so close that, that only the word of God can separate the two. Hebrews chapter, I think it's 4, verse 12. So the real you, though, is your spirit. So when you pray in tongues, your spirit man is what's doing the praying. So you ever want to hear your spirit man talk? Speak in tongues. Sure is quiet. Is this too much for you guys? Praying in tongues is your spirit man praying. But my understanding or my mind is unfruitful. So let's keep reading. Verse 15. What's the conclusion then? I'll pray with the spirit and I'll also pray with the understanding. I'll sing with the spirit and I'll also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed or someone sitting out in the congregation say amen at my giving of thanks? Because when I pray in tongues, the Bible says speaking in tongues is giving thanks. Thanks. So you want to give God perfect thanks? Just speak in tongues. Since he does not understand what you say. For indeed, verse 17, look at this. For verily, or indeed, you verily give thanks well. What is he talking about? When you pray in tongues, you give thanks well. But the other's not edified. Y'all getting this? Come on, I know this is some teaching, and it's good for you, though. How many spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers? Let me just see your hand. I want to know. So who, who does not speak in tongues? Don't worry, I'm not going to freak you out. You don't speak in tongues. I want to see who you are. It's okay. Don't, don't feel any kind of condemnation. Don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. Who does not speak in tongues? Come on, raise your hand. Okay? Cool. No, no, no. Guys, it's okay. It's okay. It's totally okay. Now you get the opportunity to. I'm teaching you what it's about. And knowledge is power. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you speak in tongues, you give thanks well. Wow, doesn't that make you want to go get filled with the Holy Ghost? Doesn't that make you want to speak in tongues? My God, I know some things with our ministry, some, some things just, just within personal life. I need the wisdom of God. You understand? There's things that's dreams and visions on the inside of me, and, and, and I don't necessarily know how it's all going to work out, but I know there's some things on the inside of me that are big here, but in the natural, I don't know how it's all going to come to play. You know what, they, know, what, know what I need? I need the wisdom of God. You know what else I need? I need to speak forth some mysteries. You know how I speak forth mysteries? I pray in tongues. You know how you pray in tongues? You get filled with the Holy Ghost. You know how you get filled with the Holy Ghost? You get saved. <laughs> and 
And guys, I guess I just want to encourage you, man, if you want to go deeper in your walk with God, it starts by getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And then getting, getting to the point where you're not afraid of tongues and you don't, you don't make tongues weird. And trust me, I travel. I preach in so many different types of churches, denominations. Trust me. I see a lot of different things. People make things weird sometimes. But I want to encourage you, tongues, the gifts of the Holy Ghost, they're so not weird. They're so not weird. It should be so normal for us as believers to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And those of you that do speak in tongues, you are Spirit-filled. If you want to see the gifts, and this is kind of a whole other subject, maybe I'll get onto it another time. But the nine gifts of the Spirit, the discerning of spirits, the working of miracles, the gifts of healing, um, the tongues and interpretation, all those different things, uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, all that stuff. You want to see those operate on a greater level in your life and ministry? Take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. You speak in tongues, you'll start seeing the gifts of the Spirit manifest on a greater measure. Those of you that are leaders, those of you that are the boss, you show enough need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. My God, you start praying in tongues before you go to work, man, God will start showing you things about your employees and your workers. Oh, yeah, I need to check on that. I'm telling you, he'll show you things to come. So praying tongues is giving thanks well. Giving thanks well. Look at verse 18. Check this out. I thank my God. Here it is. I speak with tongues more than you all. So Paul spoke with tongues. What's up, Steve-O? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just saw Steve-O. Come on in, buddy. Two more, three more verses, and we'll be done. Jude 20. Check this out. But you, beloved, building up yourselves, there it is again, on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So how do you build yourself up? What is your most holy faith? Praying in the Holy Ghost. My God, if you'll get this thing called tongues, if you'll get this thing called the Holy Ghost, your whole life will be so radically Oh, God, it'll be awesome. You'll get, if you battle depression, I'm telling you, get filled with the Holy Ghost and start speaking in tongues. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Check this one out. This is for somebody here, I hope. If you're battling depression or any kind of thing where you're taking pills or you're taking some kind of medicine and, and you're obedient to your doctor, by God, you're going to take that medicine in the morning. You're going to take that medicine at night whenever the doctor says because the doctor said so, praise God. And we respect that. We, we, we put faith in what the doctor says because they went to school and we trust them. But what if we trusted the word of God? Not, not that doctors are bad. Dear God, doctors are, thank God, I, when my wife had our babies, thank God we had some doctors. Hey, amen. And my, my wife, she'd be like, thank God for the epidurals. Glory to God. But guys, what if we, what if we that were battling depression, battling fear, battling whatever the medicine is that you're taking, mental kind of anguish stuff, if you would take Five, I want to even say 15 minutes a day. And by yourself, whether you're driving in your car on your way to work, whether it's while you're in the shower, whatever the case is, and you just did some straight up tongue-talking prayer time every day. Just try it for one week and just see if your body doesn't feel better. Scientifically, they've even proven that tongues, it, 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 they, they did some kind of brain thing. Go look it up on, on Google or YouTube. They, scientifically, they've proven that tongues has an effect upon our brain. Last two verses, Romans 8, 26 through 27. Check this out. Let me read this in the New Living Version. He, he'll have it on the screen. This is a different translation. 
It says, in the same way, the Holy Spirit helps us where we are weak. We do not know how to pray or what we should pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays to God for us with sounds that cannot be put into words. God knows the hearts of men. He knows what the Holy Spirit is thinking. The Holy Spirit prays for those who belong to Christ the way God wants Him to pray. The Holy Spirit prays to God for us through, the, through our spirit with groanings. The King James says it like this. He that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. Brother Terry, you want to get on the keyboard for me real quick? He that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Look at verse 28 on the King James Version. As he gets on the uh, keyboard. It talks about we, we make groanings. The Spirit of God will make groanings. Right? No, that ain't here. Maybe it's 26. Go back to 26, sorry. With groanings. That's tongue. Sometimes you don't even have to articulate it into a language. It's just like a, like a deep in your spirit. There it is. The Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes you can be prayed in the Spirit. It won't even be articulated into like a certain language. It'll just be like, oh, deep, deep, deep prayer. That's the Holy Ghost. So guys, I hope you learned something. Did you learn something tonight? Tongues isn't weird. It's the culture of our kingdom. It's the language of our kingdom. And if you receive it, and if you ask God for it, He'll give it to you. He doesn't give you a scorpion if you ask for an egg. He doesn't give you peanut butter if you ask for jelly. You know what I'm saying? God gives you the Holy Ghost if you ask for the Holy Ghost. And once you ask God for the Holy Spirit, you receive it in your heart, the Bible says that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with tongues. Here's the problem many of us have. <laughs> Pardon me. Here's the problem many of us have. We get up here, the preacher calls you to the front. Hey, if you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, come up front. And they come up front, and then they got everybody feeling like they're looking at them. And uh, they'll get up here, and they'll pray, God, fill me with your Spirit. God, I ask you to fill me up with your Holy Ghost. I receive it now in Jesus' name. And then all of a sudden, they're just waiting for like God to come down by His Spirit and take their tongue and go. But God don't do that. God fills you with His Spirit, and then it's our part, our, our mind, our willful decision to yield and speak out those words, those sounds, those utterings. From our spirit, man. And when we do it, the Bible says we speak directly to God. We edify ourselves. We give thanks well. We declare the wonderful works of God. We magnify God. All those amazing things happens when we yield or give ourselves to God. So if I had a dollar in my pocket here, how about this? Let's pretend these now and laters of the Holy Ghost. You can have the Holy Ghost now or you can have them later. And let's pretend I'm Jesus. Let's pretend you're you. Some of you said, I don't speak in tongues. That's fine. 
You can have it tonight. And I always said, hey, hey, man, if that's you, you, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? You want, to be, you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You want to speak in other tongues. You want, to, you want to do like Paul and speak in tongues. You want to have everything that I just talked about tonight. Jesus is saying, man, I got it for you. I come to give you the Holy Ghost. It's yours. It's available to you. What would you have to do, Daniel, if you wanted to receive the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I'm Jesus, and I'm saying, here he is. Take it. What would you do? Show me. You take it. And that's what you do with the Holy Spirit, guys. It's so super simple, man. I want it, Holy Spirit. I want it, Jesus. I take it. Boom. And once I take it, you'll sit something down here, something rising up, and you have to yield. You don't have to yell. You don't have to shout. You don't have to fall on the ground. You just yield and speak out. It won't be your known language. It won't be English. It won't be what you know how to speak of the natural. It'll be a language given to you by the Holy Spirit. So can you turn up the keys a little bit, please? I just want to give you an opportunity. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost will change your life. I promise you. I got saved at 17. Went a good week. And went right back out into the world. But when I came to Alabama, and that man named Tony in that old lodge out in Otagoville, Alabama, said, do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? So yeah, I knew, I knew what it was. My mom was a tongue talker. I knew about tongues. I knew about the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Leaned up against this seat. I hopped up. He, jumped, he got up off the bed, laid his hands on me. Boom! My God, I started speaking in tongues. My life went to a whole another level. So if you're here tonight, you say, Zachary, man, I, uh, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I love God. My God, I, you know, I'm not asking you to repent of anything. God is good. He loves you. Uh, you're a believer. You, you, you're on your way to heaven. You know that. You're saved. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved. But you say, man, I, I've yet to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I've yet to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've yet to receive that into my life. And I want to do so tonight. I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled. I want to speak with other tongues. I want to experience what you talked about. I want that to become my norm. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to be bold and just get out of your seat and come down to the front. I'm your brother. We're in this together. It's all good. It's fun. And I saw many hands go up that said, man, I don't speak in tongues. And I'm not trying to embarrass you. But if you want this, if you want what I shared with you in the Word, it's available. You can have it. You can speak in tongues tonight. You can be filled tonight. You can receive God's gift tonight. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. You don't have to beg God for it. You don't have to cry. You don't have to squall. You just receive. And so I'm going to come lay hands on you. I'm going to come... Pray a legion, a simple prayer. Oh, I love God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you, when I get to praying for you, and if it happens before I even lay hands on you, that's, that's good too. That's even better. But if you'll start recognizing there's something on the inside of you. Where's my drummer? Can we come on up here and give us a little, little foundation back here? Sometimes if you drown it out with music, they don't feel so embarrassed. Little tricks of the trade, Amen. I don't want no one to hear me. Okay, let's turn some drums up. We'll get you, we'll get you drowned out. 
Father, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. <laughs> Come on, let's just worship God. Let's lift our hands. You are welcome in this place. Mighty God. You are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts. Come and fill our hearts, oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lord, we worship you in spirit and in truth by the power of the Holy Ghost. And your word. Lord, we love you. Lord, we need you. Lord, we trust you. Holy Spirit. Now as you're up here and as they keep playing, if anybody else wants to come, come on. It's okay. We're family, we're brothers, we're sisters. We're all in this together. But you're up here tonight and you say, I want to receive, man. I want to receive. Maybe you've come up. You said, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost before, but I've never spoken in tongues. If that's you, come forward. If you say, man, I've come forward to get filled with the Holy Ghost, but I've never spoken in tongues. Come on. Come down front. Let's, let's believe God with you. So as we're worshiping, as we're talking, I just want you to do one thing. When you sense that down in your spirit, down in your belly, you sense that thing rising up on the inside of you. You've sensed that stirring. I want you to be bold. And I want you to speak it out of your mouth. It will not make sense to your mind. It won't. But it'll make total sense to your spirit. And it'll make total sense to God. So even now, if, I, if you're already getting that, just yield to it. Just speak it out. I know it's already happening because I know God. So those of you that are already sensing that on the inside, just be bold and release Release it. Speak it out. Speak it out. Be bold. Be bold in Jesus' name. Be bold. Open your mouth and speak forth the language that God gives you. In Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Father, we worship you. Yeah, yeah. Say this with me. Say, God, those of you that, that are down front, and if you're in your audience and you say, I just don't want to come, come to the front, say this prayer with me. You can receive it right there. That's fine. Say this with me. Say, God, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Come on, say it like you mean it. I come to you in Jesus' name. And I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask you to give me the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, I receive it by faith and I yield to you now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Glory to God. Speak it out in Jesus' name. Speak it out in Jesus' name. 
Speak it out. Be bold. Receive ye the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Speak it out. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Speak it forth. Speak what's in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Speak it out, son. In Jesus' name. You got it. He's over you. He's on you. He's in you. Glory to God. Speak it forth in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Keep going, man. Father, in the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. 